News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. No longer having U.S. military support, rebel fighters in Afghanistan's Panjshir Valley north of Kabul appear to have lost their fight. The Taliban claims it has defeated the holdouts and people in the region confirm the claim. Hundreds of people anxious to escape the grip of the Taliban have been unable to leave Afghanistan. Their chartered planes remain on the ground, locked for days from departing. Conflicting accounts of why, the top Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee says the group includes Americans and Afghan interpreters. Congressman Michael McCall tells Fox News Sunday they're effectively being held hostage by the Taliban. My concern is they're going to demand more and more, whether it be cash or legitimacy, as the government of Afghanistan. McCall did not specify where his information came from. An Afghan official at the airport in northern Afghanistan says many of the people on the plane do not have passports or visas and have left the airport while the situation is being sorted out. Ben Thomas, Washington. In the wake of the devastation caused by the remnants of Hurricane Ida, New York Governor Kathy Hochul says her state should prepare for a future worst-case scenario. After what I witnessed firsthand and the lives we lost, 17 New Yorkers no longer with us because of the weather, I'm operating under the assumption that this could happen again in another 10 days. Hochul says she has found $375 million in funds that can go toward building back resiliency in vulnerable parts of the state. After burning more than 215,000 acres, Northern California's Caldor wildfire is slowing down, with evacuation orders for South Lake Tahoe downgraded to evacuation warnings. Some 22,000 people forced to flee last week as the fire approached the town on the California-Nevada border. More on these stories at townhall.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. With a Democratic sweep officially in place, we are now at the mercy of tax and spend economics. Get ready for runaway national debt pushing the further devaluation of the dollar. So if you haven't invested in gold, now is the time to protect your savings. Birch Gold Group is the premier precious metals IRA company in America. With an A-plus BBB rating and thousands of satisfied customers, Birch Gold can help you move an eligible IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by gold. Go to birchgold.com radio for your free information kit. That's birchgold.com radio. It's a happy ending to the search for a missing toddler in Australia. The BBC's Debbie Russ says the boy, who has autism and is nonverbal, disappeared from his home several days ago. The toddler has been rescued in rugged Australian bushland three days after he went missing. Three-year-old Anthony Elphalak wandered off from his home in New South Wales on Friday. Rescuers in a helicopter finally spotted him drinking water from a stream on his family's large rural property. His father said the boy had nappy rash and had been bitten by ants but was otherwise fine. The child's father describing his son's survival as a miracle. Israeli forces launching a massive manhunt in northern Israel and the West Bank after six Palestinian prisoners escaped overnight from a high-security facility, an extremely rare prison break. Israel's Army Radio says the men escaped through a tunnel from the Gilboa prison. News and analysis at townhall.com.
A bright spot in the midst of some very dark days in New Orleans. City still reeling in the wake of Hurricane Ida. Shrimp and grits served for breakfast on the sidewalk. Seasoned pork and greens handed out at the Live Oak Cafe. Spicy jambalaya dished out by a couple who just wanted to help. The hearty fare being served up from neighbor to neighbor, free for the asking and badly needed in a city where the lunchtime conversation topic is often the dinner menu. In New Orleans, food is just one of the many ways residents help each other during hard times. Jason Walker reporting. Declaring that people are not bargaining chips, Secretary of State Blinken says the U.S. stands with Canada, demanding the release of two Canadians who have been held in China for a thousand days. Detentions that critics deride as hostage politics by Beijing. More on these stories at townhall.com. Whether you know it or not, we're under attack. Being a conservative, God-fearing American is wrong. Holding traditional values is dangerous. Not here. AM 600 and 101.1 FM WBOB is the conservative voice of Jacksonville. Spend a week with us. You'll feel more encouraged. You'll feel more at home. You'll feel among friends. Things might actually start making sense again. You're welcome here. The conservative voice of Jacksonville. WBOB. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt your love at the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Lawyer, author, host of Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox News, Mark Levin is here every weekday evening from 6 till 9 p.m on AM 600 WBOB and FM 101.1. Ready, master control? Ready, switch on. The following is an encore presentation from WBOB. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Coming up on five minutes after 7 a.m., hey, sit back, enjoy the morning ride. We do guarantee one thing, that you will be entertained, as it is literally the three fastest hours anywhere in Morning Talk Radio. We put the stamp of approval of Ed Dean, Roger Henderson, 100% guaranteed, and by the way, the customer is not always right. Roger is. Okay, so there you go. Now, but you will be entertained whether you agree with this or not. Sit back and again enjoy the morning ride. We'll make it much quicker for you as we go all the way with you to 9 a.m. right here on Talk Radio WBOB. There is an August 31st deadline that the president has set out to withdraw all Americans and troops from Afghanistan. But now that extension may have to go beyond that date. And the Taliban says they don't support it. President Biden says he is considering the August 31st deadline to withdraw troops completely, but the Taliban is rejecting that idea, calling it a red line, and that extending it would provoke a, quote, reaction. Host of Special Report, Brett Baer. The Federal Food Drug Administration approved the Pfizer vaccine yesterday. The FDA on Monday granted full approval to the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine making it the first to secure a formal okay from the U.S. drug regulator as government and health authorities struggle to win over vaccine skeptics. That's Reuters News, but the Hill.com has a story out that says with more vaccine approvals, you can expect more businesses beginning to mandate that their employees get the COVID shot. A lot of businesses that have said, 
that they, they don't feel comfortable mandating the vaccine until it gains full approval, that they right. feel they'll be on stronger legal ground to mandate the vaccine. Exactly. So I would expect a lot of businesses now to fall in line in terms of mandates. Former FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb. An eviction ban could go all the way to the high court from both sides. The Biden administration is urging the nation's highest court to keep an eviction moratorium in place. The Biden administration says the Centers for Disease Control has statutory authority to halt evictions to prevent the spread of communicable disease. That argument is made in a filing to the U.S. Supreme Court following an appeal from a group of realtors asking the high court to block that eviction moratorium. Earlier this year, the justices narrowly approved a previous eviction ban, but Justice Brett Kavanaugh wrote it could not be extended it be on a July expiration. The CDC put in place a new moratorium for areas with substantial or high COVID spread days after that July expiration. A lower court last week upheld the moratorium. The latest from Fox News. CNBC is reporting that Wall Street firms are telling investors and clients that they should prep for both an infrastructure package and the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill to pass the U.S. House. But according to Jim Paulson on CNBC Investment Strategist, he says the spending and the massive amount of stimulus will have a positive impact this year. But it's the next couple of years where you may say negative impacts on the economy. Is I think the biggest risk that we face as investors, or indeed the economy as a whole faces, is not a 2021 risk, but it may be a 2022 and beyond. And that is, I think, it's the overuse and abuse of economic policies, but specifically in the United States, we're, we're dumping five, four or five times more stimulus. That's going to solve our problem this year, no doubt about that, probably. But what latent, unintended consequences is it going to lead to? It could lead to more rapid inflation, which would necessitate more rapid tightening. Again, that's on CNBC. Two models out this week of COVID predictions of the Delta variant. One comes from the University of South Florida, USF. Researchers predict that the state may hit its highest peak today and this week. And because 66% of Floridians have been immunized, immunized, excuse me, and also it could have hit herd immunity in early September. And then a University of Florida model predicts that the peak of Delta variants in the state could come by the end of this week and or next week as well. And also this week, challenges against Governor DeSantis's executive order continues in a Leon County Circuit judge. A three-day hearing begins today in Leon County Circuit Court to decide whether to block enforcement of the governor's order banning schools from imposing mask mandates unless parents can opt out of those requirements. A growing number of Florida school districts are defying the governor's order by permitting masks, opt-outs, only for medical reasons rather than parental choice. The state following through on its threats to withhold school funding on at least two school districts so far, Broward and Alachua counties. That is from News for Jackson. Late last night, the Duval County School District says there's only one way out, for the most part, of a mask mandate. It says it's a doctor's notice. They've put in place 90-day mask mandate for all students unless they get a note from a licensed health care provider. Remember, which was included a couple weeks back, that you could opt out. Thousands decided to do it. Not every kid was doing it or parent, mm-hmm. but about 8,000-plus more decided to opt out. The school superintendent at the time said that they would not be punished. Now, underneath an emergency meeting yesterday, the new mandate, which doesn't kick in until September the 7th, it says that unless you've got a doctor's note from a licensed healthcare provider for or a doctor for a medical, physical, or psychological condition that prevents them from wearing a mask, your child will have to wear a mask for at least 90 days. The only thing that's a little confusing about it is if it was such an emergency, 
why are you waiting two weeks to put it in place? Just kind of curious. And does the you know, the school parents have an obligation to disclose their children's medical records to the school? I wish that these doctors, if they're going to give them the exemption, very vague and very general. I'm a doctor. I'm going to give the person an exemption for right. reasons that are private. Just, just I want to give a little heads up to mm-hmm. the school district. If you see a note that says "Doctor Feel Good," then that should raise a red flag. All right. Well, where did you get this? Well, I got it on the uh, the corner of uh, Phillips and uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, you think I'm joking, Rod? You, you, we got fake vaccine cards coming out. Don't be surprised if you saw this. Hmm. Then again, don't, all right. give, don't give people ideas. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to give ideas. I'm not getting out of it. All right. Coming up next, the White House says, hey, there is no Americans being stranded. But they got called out. They got caught. More coming up next. Ed and Roger. President Biden has declared war on the small business owners of America. He's pushed for a massive tax increase, and his $2 trillion infrastructure plan is a $2 trillion tax hike on American employers. Job Creators Network works hard to fight these attacks, and they're looking for a few good men and women to join their small business advocacy and advisor program. They will prepare you to be a leader for small businesses in your community, your state, and the country you love. If you want to join the fight, go to joinjcn.com now. That's joinjcn. They need you. America needs you. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. Financial Issues with Dan Celia at 9 this morning. Now, back to the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600-831-0600 or email ed at wbob.com. AM 600 and 101.1 FM WBOB. Hey, good morning. Coming up on uh, 715, Ed Dean, Roger Henderson, Talk Radio, WBOB. Brad Prayer hosts a special report. Where the uh, Taliban, I mean, do you really give a flip what the Taliban says? But evidently, we're going to have this mandate. And folks, this is all politics because I don't know why we call it an anniversary, a remembrance of what happened 20 years ago in September the 11th. So now we want to brag about it. So let's get all the troop withdrawal by August the 31st. Now the White House is saying we may have to extend this deadline beyond the 31st of August. And the Taliban says that could provoke problems. He is considering the August 31st deadline to withdraw troops completely, but the Taliban is rejecting that idea, calling it a red line, and that extending it would provoke a, quote, reaction. And then a news report out uh, today shows that, again, uh, that the Taliban 
is having talks with those of the CIA about some of the withdrawal aspect is going on. So they are having talks with the Taliban. Here's the latest going on right here. Uh, is Al-Qaeda still around? This was asked of the Biden White House Secretary of State, Blinken, was asked by this by Fox News Sunday host Chris Wallace, of course, there wasn't a direct answer involved. President Biden is at times appeared to be at odds with his national security team as the crisis unfolds back in Kabul. President claiming that al-Qaeda no longer had a presence there. Pentagon was forced to contradict that statement about 16 minutes later. Here is what Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday. Mr. Secretary, Secretary, the the president, sir, the president said Al Qaeda is gone. Simple question: Is Al Qaeda gone from Pakistan, uh, from Afghanistan? Al Qaeda's capacity uh, to do what it did on 9/11 to attack us, to attack our partners or allies uh, from Afghanistan, is vastly, vastly. In other words, it's a simple yes or no, or a very short answer. Well, the Taliban, as you recall, no, dude, just come on, give me an answer, okay? Diminished. Is it gone? Are there are there Al Qaeda uh, members and uh, and remnants in Afghanistan? Yes. Oh, my again. My answer would have been, yeah, bro. There there's some there. Mm-hmm. We know where they're at. If they plan to do any activity that's going to hurt American citizens. We're going to whack them. A little Italian talk right there. Mm-hmm. But wh- why do we have to use political jargon when we have to answer a question? And the bigger question too is oh. what is Al Qaeda membership? I mean, there's no you know global organization people you know go online and register with. Any group who wants to be a terrorist can scream out Al Akbar and call themselves Al Qaeda. So you know that's uh, that's another issue that you know needs to be considered. Okay, but anyway, I'm just still looking. Why mm-hmm. can't I get it just a simple? Yeah, there's still remnants of around, but mm-hmm. we know where they're at. Bam. Next question, Chris. That's what I would have said. Mm-hmm. Jen Psaki. The White House press secretary. I, I, listen to this. It, it, we, we had to edit this because of time. A little kind of a testy exchange with Fox News' Peter Ducey. And let me tell you something. Um, it just just the way it is. The It's just not good optics it, behind and in front of the scenes at the White House with all of this nonsense going with Afghan, Afghanistan. It's just bad. And then seeing their numbers take a heavy drop. And by the way, their numbers are already dropping before Afghanistan. They've taken a uh, see, 10 14-point drop. No, 10, 12, 12 point drop just based on the COVID messaging alone. Anyway, we'll get to that in a moment. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says, "Well, wait a second. There are there are no Americans re- stranded in Afghanistan by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text." Wait, wait, wait. You're in touch with them. So does that mean you can give us an accurate number? Because since you know what their numbers are at, you can give us how many there at least are out there. Is it 15,000? Is it dwindled down now to 5,000? Because we were told 11,000 were evacuated over the weekend. Via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. Um, Then CNN got a hold of this. Oren Lieberman says that just technically isn't accurate coming from the White House. This appears to be, as you point out, a message of reassurance, and, and some appears to be parsing words on what exactly is stranded. Jen Psaki appearing to say that if you want to get out, the U.S. will go to great lengths to get you out. But the Pentagon has acknowledged in a limited number of cases, according to what we've heard, that there have been Americans who are having trouble getting through Taliban checkpoints, who are having difficulties and problems getting to Kabul International Airport. And that appears to be what she's not acknowledging here, that there are Americans having issues, limited numbers, the Pentagon says, but it is certainly happening from what we've heard here, from what we heard from the defense secretary and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs briefing members of Congress. Hey, I, I have a question. What's that? Can somebody please tell me what is a safer city? 
Kabul right now, mm-hmm. Newark, um, Chicago, or Portland. What's a safer city? <laughs> Anybody but Kabul, I would believe. <laughs> you know what? I just dawned on me when they keep saying any American who, quote, wants to leave mm. Afghanistan. How is that? And who wants to stay in Afghanistan, right? Afghans don't want to even stay in Afghanistan. I would not be surprised if that's double speak for if you can make it to the Kabul, Hamrat Kaizai International Airport, we'll call that you wanting to leave. But if you can't make it through and press through the throngs of the Taliban, then we'll assume that you didn't want to leave. The uh, two prediction models out this week for Florida de- dealing with the Delta variant, University of South Florida and the University of Florida have two models pretty much similar that say that Today and this week and or by next week could be the peak of all the Delta variants. They say that uh, more than 66% of Floridians have been uh, immunized and that the state will likely hit herd immunity in early September. That's a good sign right there. Yeah. means they're not all vaccinated, but it's okay. Take the vaccine whatsoever if you want. So now they've got these predictions out there. Tucker Carlson had a real good comment on this I wanted to play. Why is it that the media loves to shame people who have died of COVID. Yeah, they might have been said that the vaccine may not have worked. But he says, do we shame people that have died of HIV and AIDS? We, we don't do that at all, do we? Black man in his 30s died from COVID in California. The media soon discovered that the man was an avid Christian and had once questioned vaccines in a social media post. So immediately they gloated over his death. He deserved it. That was the theme of countless news stories that ran in papers around the world. But hold on a second. Since when do we treat death and disease this way? Do MSNBC anchors attack people with syphilis or AIDS on the grounds they've been sexually promiscuous and therefore deserve it? When someone dies of hepatitis C, does CNN editorialize about the evils of intravenous drug use? Do reporters attack Native Americans for dying of cirrhosis at a higher rate? Of course not. They don't do it because there's no political advantage in doing that. But there is a huge potential political advantage in claiming that only Republicans question vaccines and the pandemic is their fault. Hey, think about this for a second. Gun violence. Do we really focus on the results of the problems of not the, well, the results of a, of a breakdown of the family, which you point out a lot, but the crime in a local city? No, in many cases, we don't. Instead, we want to go after gun manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so we're not reporting. I mean, can you imagine if they had reported? Because there's nothing sexy or politically involved when there's those of unfortunate black-on-black crime, white-on-black crime, and, of course, unless it's coming from a cop or a Trump supporter. But then again, mm-hmm. it's sexier to go after the gun manufacturers. Because that kind of gets a little bit of hitting the ratings button out there because it's a different group to blame. That's a bigger agenda as well. I mean, they want to disarm Americans. So. Here is uh, Pfizer. Was approved yesterday for the FDA uh, for the vaccine approval. Yeah. Uh, clip number clip number eight. The FDA on Monday granted full approval to the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine making it the first to secure a formal okay from the U.S. drug regulator as government and health authorities struggle to win over vaccine skeptics. That is from Reuters News. The Hill.com's got an interesting story that came out yesterday that said that with the vaccine approval, more vaccines look to be, others will come by and get approved as well. Then what you're going to see is the increase in mandates from businesses telling their employees that they need to get the COVID shot. A lot of businesses that have said, that they, they don't feel comfortable mandating the vaccine until it gains full approval, that they right. feel they'll be on stronger legal ground to mandate the vaccine. Exactly. So I would expect a lot of businesses now to fall in line in terms of mandates. That is from the former FDA commissioner, Scott 
Gottlieb. So a lot more going on. Uh, poll numbers for the president continue to decline uh, just just in a matter of within a month, a month and a half. They claim Joe Biden was focused, competent and effective. But it turns out the answer was D, none of the above. A new poll released over the weekend found that more than half the country now feels our president is not focused, competent, or effective. And that's not a right-wing poll. That's CBS News. That's from Fox News, Jesse Waters. Is that the governor of uh, Hawaii? Yes, uh uh-huh. Okay, so let me just set the optics real quick. He's coming out in one of those cool-looking Aloha shirts, right? Right, I forget the name of them. Tell him, hey, 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 we want your tourism, but don't come over. You know, DeSantis should do that. Come out with a pair of glasses, a beach hat, maybe riding up on a beach cruiser going, dude, we are open for business. Come on in town. I bet you his numbers would skyrocket. (laughs) Probably would. Yeah, man. But the the governor of Hawaii is doing the exact opposite. He's saying, do not. But I like the way he dresses. All right. Jolita Ray. As your local Allstate agent, I can build an insurance proposal that fits your life. Providing protection that fits your life is something that I take, well, personally. Whether you need to protect your car, home, or family, I am committed to learning about your needs and personalizing protection to meet them. From bundling your auto, home, and life insurance with ease to evaluating optional coverage that keeps you and yours covered, there's nothing like knowing that you're in good hands. I'm Jolita Ray, and I'm here to help. Contact me today for a free quote at 904-309-5609. As a business owner, it's top priority that my office equipment and technology is top notch. That's why I work with CFX Office Technology. Charlene here, do you have reliable copiers and printers along with a secure scanning and document management solution? Call my friends at CFX Office Technology. CFX is a family business here in Jacksonville. They're helpful, professional, and always respond super fast to any issue. Trust me, call them for your business needs. Visit cfxoffice.com, cfxoffice.com, and tell them Charlene sent you. Decklate Firearms in River City Gun Range is in Palatka. With pistols, rifles, and shotguns in stock for sale, they buy, sell, and trade guns. Some ammo available. River City Gun Range has six 55-foot lanes, air-conditioned, the only indoor gun range within 60 miles. River City Gun Range offers concealed carry classes, gunsmithing services, and group rates. Veteran-owned, 706 St. John's Avenue, just off U.S. 17, Palatka. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 930 to 5. Call for holiday weekend hours, 386-328-9280. Satisfy your comfort food desires at Hangar Bay Cafe, 2294 Mayport Road. From Florida's best fried chicken to ramen and more, Hangar Bay Cafe is open seven days a week. Dine in or order online at HangarBayCafe.com for pickup or DoorDash delivery. Support your local veteran-owned restaurant through these challenging times. You're always welcome at Hangar Bay Cafe, 2294 Mayport Road. For pickup and DoorDash delivery, visit HangarBayCafe.com. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com. AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. So late last night, the uh, Duval County School District, or the school board, I should say, approved the mask mandate for 90 days. Only one or a couple of ways of getting out. Actually, it's one, but it's kind of like it's. this is the ballpark, but you got to be at a certain area on the field here. You can get a, a doctor's notice or a licensed health care provider. I wonder who that means. A nurse? Licensed health care provider that says that the student has a medical, physical, or psychological condition that prevents them from wearing a face mask. All right. Okay. Basically, your doctor 
you know, could get you out of that, I would think. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> The pediatrician. The pediatrician. So we'll have more of this. Yeah. Again, I just I say this one more time to the school district. If the notes from a doctor named Doctor Feelgood, ignore it, rip it up, and tell them to get a second opinion. All right. <laughs> anyway, where'd you get this? On the corner of a university in Phillips. <sighs> really? <laughs> all right. Gosh. More coming up next. Talk Radio WBOB. <laughs> AM 600 and 101.1 FM, the conservative voice of Jacksonville, WBOB. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Rebel fighters in Afghanistan's Panjshir Valley north of Kabul appear to have lost their fight. The Taliban claims it has defeated the holdouts and people in the region confirm the claim. Hundreds of people anxious to escape the grip of the Taliban have been unable to leave Afghanistan. Their chartered planes remain on the ground. They've been blocked for days from departing. After burning more than 215,000 acres, Northern California's Caldor wildfire is slowing down, with evacuation orders for South Lake Tahoe downgraded to evacuation warnings. Some 22,000 people were forced to flee last week as the fire approached the town on the California-Nevada border. In the wake of the devastation caused by the remnants of Hurricane Ida, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul says that her state should prepare for a future worst-case scenario. This is SRN News. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking
taking Lens S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Lens S. Learn more at lensess.com or call 1 800 L I N Z E S S. Sponsored by Avian Iron. At the Y, we take great pride in strengthening our community and helping all of us be our best selves. Our programs empower young people, improve health and well-being, and inspire action in our communities. Today and every day, no matter where you are on your journey, we're here for you. We're here for all. Stop by or visit us at fcymca.org to discover new ways to connect with your potential, your purpose, and each other. Join us. Together, we're stronger for our community. The Brandon Groover News Hour is a talk radio show sponsored by Elite Home Health, where all viewpoints are respected. Everything is balanced against the facts. Political correctness will not get in the way of solutions. Brandon Groover is starting a movement that will bring Americans together while keeping her great and holding our leaders accountable. No spin allowed. Brandon Groover wants to hear from you Fridays at 5 p.m. on WBOB, 600 a.m. and 101.1 f.m. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600, 831-0600, or email ed at wbob.com, AM 600 and 101.1 FM, WBOB. Yeah, I just, uh, I just by the way, Ed Dean, Roger Henderson, I just asked the question. Again, remember, this is what we used to teach in journalism school, but we don't really teach up this again, I think there's a few reporters that actually locally do a good job. Like, um, what's the guy's name for Action News? Uh, ben Ackerman, whatever. I don't remember. Uh, well, I'll figure it out. And then Scott Johnson, I think, does a real good job. I think Ken Justice does a real good job. To me, it's always the follow up question, kind of like we just played a few moments ago when uh, Chris Wallace asked the question about Al Qaeda. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, no, no, is it there? That's what I mean. You got to follow up here because my question I ask, and uh, for those of you just tuning in, so the Duval County School District. Readjusted. That's that's the verbiage I'm getting this morning. How you like that politically correct term? Okay. Readjusted. The uh, mask mandate. It's approved the 90 day mask mandate. The only opt out is is a licensed physician, right? Physician, and uh, uh, yeah, licensed uh, physician. Uh, let me see what else I got. Uh, licensed healthcare provider. Excuse me. Students got to have medical, physical, psychological condition that prevents them from wearing a mask mandate. So this is my question. I just put this on the uh, private Facebook page of Ed Dean. That's where I post a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was called for an emergency meeting yesterday to get rid of the opt-out overall. So now the only way they can opt-out is with the doctor's notice, right? But here's my question. The school district doesn't make it take effect for two more weeks. It doesn't make sense. That would be my follow-up question. And to all of the ladies that are with the Moms for Liberty group, and you know who you are, big fans of the show, um, that were out, how can none of you guys ask this question? And, and, and believe me, you're all much brighter than I am. That's for sure. An emergency means it's an emergency. Hey. So why would you, you know, you call 911. If the operator said, okay, we'll have someone there in a couple of weeks, you wouldn't think they're taking By the way, one of the greatest songs of all time, Emergency by Cool and the Gang. Okay. Emergency, emergency. Okay. I, I have to play it for you. It's very clean, but it's a great song. Way okay. before my time, but it's a great song. Okay. But anyway, so what I'm getting at, if it was such an emergency, then why would you wait two more weeks to put into effect? Can somebody explain that to me? Why not sit back and say, it happens this Friday? I mean, hello? I'm j- again, it's just a follow-up question. 
that nobody seemed to ask, and that's why I'm asking it here. So mm-hmm. anyway, oh man, eight three one zero six hundred. A lot of emails coming in. Added wbob.com. The eviction ban looks like it may go all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. The Biden administration is urging the nation's highest court to keep an eviction moratorium in place. The Biden administration says the Centers for Disease Control has statutory authority to halt evictions to prevent the spread of communicable disease. That argument is made in a filing to the U.S. Supreme Court following an appeal from a group of realtors asking the high court to block that eviction moratorium. Earlier this year, the justices narrowly approved a previous eviction ban, but Justice Brett Kavanaugh wrote it could not be extended beyond a July expiration. The CDC put in place a new moratorium for areas with substantial or high COVID spread days after that July expiration. A lower court last week upheld the moratorium. That's uh, from Fox News. Now, we all understand the morality behind this. It's not right. You've got a little bit of money. Start paying your bills, okay? But the bottom line is, is that's why I don't like these executive orders. For years, I've covered this as a journalist, and I'm telling you, they're easy to get knocked down by a judge. State law is a little bit more difficult Mm -hmm. because it's done through the right process of state legislation. But where in the world does the CDC and where do they get the authority? By the way, unfortunately, this all started under the Trump administration last year because of the COVID pandemic. That the Where does the CDC get to tell that the Florida cruise line ships cannot go off port? And that, of course, now has been a big lawsuit back and forth by judges with the governor's office here. And then where does the CDC get off by telling you that, again, we get to mandate who gets to pay the bills and who doesn't? And by the way, you as a landlord, you're still by law are required to take care of the upkeep at a local apartment, local house, or whatever. And yet, we're going to put a ban in for it. Where does the CDC get the authority? My sus- there is no authority. I would not be surprised if they had these meetings privately behind closed doors, but they say this is untested. Let's go ahead and see what happens, and then we've set precedent at that point. Yeah, but the Supreme Court knocked it down. That's precedent. Right. I'm just telling you, where do they get the authority? Am I missing it somewhere? All right, 904-831-0600. Who do you want to go with? Let's go with Larry. Let's go with Larry. Hey, Larry, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, man. Great. Hey, I think I got the answer to your question about the school board mask mandate. I'm listening. Uh, doesn't the judge post a rule on that casing on like September the seventh, which is two days before the mandate guideline go into effect? Now that is a very interesting point. I know that they've got the challenges going on this week. Um, that is a good. I never even thought about that. But but then again, why would it matter? Every other school districts, every other district is defying the governor's executive order, so they're not waiting for September the seventh. Yeah, but, you know, Duval kind of ran by Republican mayor, so they want to make sure that they give the mayor, you know, give the benefit of doubt what the judge say. That's interesting. Did you watch any of that yesterday? The uh, I didn't have time. I mean, I watched a few minutes of it yesterday for certain reasons. But did you watch any of it yesterday? Uh, no, I did not. But I got a question for you, though. So since Governor Sanchez said he was going to hold back money for anybody who defied him, so what happened to these, do the principal and the school board paycheck get held up for 90 days? That's a good question. Larry, man, you, you would be a great reporter, man. you got a good follow-up. Yeah, can you get the answer for us, Larry? No. That's right, man. All right. I appreciate it. Larry, good. Yeah, man, I appreciate the call. Yeah, I understand with the September 7th, but, I mean, um, yeah, the school board, I think, who was it? Lori Hershey voted against it, and what's the other lady's name? Boyer? Mm. No, wait, not Lori Hershey, and uh, well, I forget who the other one is. Yeah, um, oh, man, I know what her name is. Carol, Joyce, Joyce, whatever her name is. Joyce is one of her names. So okay. Lori Hershey voted against it because she's running for state rep. Let's just be honest. That's the only reason why she's voted against it. So, um, 
Yeah, find out who the school board member is. Somebody will email me here and let uh, Royce, Joyce, something like that. Just look up Duval County School District there. Okay. I should hold on, Roger. Hold on, I got it right here. Never mind. I think I've got it right here. Uh, nope. I thought I had it right here, but I kind of knocked it out there. So that's going to be quite interesting to see where uh, a lot of that goes. So uh, the Walls, uh, CNBC, Charlotte Joyce. Yes, thank you. Okay. So I I apologize. So Charlotte Joyce as well. Um, so Wall Street, CNBC's got a story out today. Wall Street investors, excuse me, Wall Street, what's true? Wall Street brokerage firms like J.P. Morgan and others mm-hmm. uh, are telling their clients and investors, hey, start prepping, could be in a positive way, start prepping for the at least the house to pass the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill and a $3.5 reconciliation bill. As well, here is investment strategist on CNBC, Jim Paulson. Is I think the biggest risk that we face as investors, or indeed the economy as a whole faces, is not a 2021 risk, but it may be a 2022 and beyond. And that is, I think, it's the overuse and abuse of economic policies, but specifically in the United States. We're dumping four or five times more stimulus. That's going to solve our problem this year, no doubt about that, probably. But what latent, unintended consequences is it going to lead to? It could lead to more rapid inflation, which would necessitate more rapid tightening. It could lead to a loss in, in world's confidence in U.S. government finances. Yeah, let me, you know, we talked about this before, so we, I love educating the liberals on this because they always come up and revise history. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have to come on this morning show and revise their revision of history. For years, there's always the big, rich, right-wing Republicans. You, there used to be, a, and, and there's wealthy areas in Kansas and, and in Florida and some areas where it's always the the rich Republicans. The, what, what do I look like, a Republican to you? In other words, could you afford it? It's kind of a funny comment. <laughs> right. But as Roger and I, my excuse me, Roger and myself have pointed out, that the wealthiest states and the communities in the country, Raj, are not run by Republicans. They're run by Democrats. Yeah, very liberal Democrats, in fact. Uh, if, you, if you're looking where the uh, the expensive you know, real estate zip codes are, they're in places like the Silicon Valley. Right. And they're in places like, you know, uh, uh, Martha's Vineyard and in and, and Massachusetts and the yeah. Northeast look, and, yeah, look at, and look, Long Island. Right. Look at uh, the Hamptons. Excluding New Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> New York, Connecticut, uh-huh. Boston. Delaware, gorgeous states, mm-hmm. and the, and wealthy. And guess who lived there? The majority of it are all Democrats. Look at look at South Florida, West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Think of the net worth down there. Broward County and Miami Beach. Miami Beach is now being called. We had a big article uh, at uh, FloridaDaily.com. It's called the Wall Street of the South because investors are moving down there. Mm-hmm. It's not because it's the most conservative area. But having said all of that, it. it the majority of all the Democrats that, you know, oh, Richard, it's all run, you know, wealthy or, or more Democrats. But let me set this up. We go back 2018, excuse me, 2008, 2012, 2016, 2020. The majority of Wall Street, when you look at the Wall Street General Business Survey Roundtable, the majority of Wall Street people support Democrats. Remember, Wall Street was supporting these bailouts because when you bail out the pensions, who runs the state pensions? It's Wall, Wall Street. Street. It's Wall Street. Mm-hmm. By the way, the infrastructure package as well, because when these cities get the money and they're going to get more money, they bond it out. Well, when you get to municipal bonds and treasury bonds and all the other, who do you think runs it? It is Wall Street. So they're happy with this. Transportation Secretary Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg, under the Biden White House, says that we have to promote all of this spending because it's not nearly enough and because of, quote, all of the spending cuts. 
This is a responsible budget, and importantly, all of the proposals for spending and investment in this budget are paid for. It's one of the reasons uh, why, if you look into the out years, the deficit actually starts going down. And in the near term, we know that we need to make major investments in our roads and bridges, in our education, in our health, because for decades, frankly, we've been disinvesting. We've been cutting in the things. Okay, first off, there has been no cuts in the transportation bill. There's been no disinvesting. If you're spending money and the amount of money goes up, but you're not properly spending it, then the wasteful amount of spending is on you, like the big dig at Massachusetts. Remember when the Obama stimulus came out back in 20, uh, 2009, and remember the, whatever it was called, the American Recovery Act. Remember this, how many of y'all saw the signs? It had Obama's name on it. This Recovery Act is being funded, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be done by, by uh, what was it, January of 2011. Oh, going to be done by the summer of 2012 Mm -hmm. so they had to kick because he never get done on time whatsoever uh jp morgan chase jamie diamond loves the deficit spending jp morgan chase's ceo and chairman jamie diamond's annual letter is out diamond is very optimistic i should say about the u.s economy at least for the several years for the next several years here's what he's saying he's saying this boom could easily run into 2023 because of all of the spending that could extend well into... Wall Street loves this because it overinflates a lot of their stock value. Oh, yeah. Here's one of my other favorite clips. Borat Ramurdi. He's the White House economic advisor. The deficit drops. It's going to go down once we pay all the taxes and the, the outer years, whatever that means. And then the 15 years later, we start seeing our investment paying off. The other part of this is that there are uh, uh, new tax revenue coming from large corporations uh, and from wealthy individuals. And the budget lays out a fiscally responsible way of paying for all of these investments such that from year 15 onwards, (laughs) the deficit and the debt actually starts to reduce uh, over the long term. This absolutely is one of my favorite clips. I'm going to save this because, you know, I have I have thousands of these clips that we've gotten from the radio show over the many years. So when somebody says something, we try to look it up, but we have thousands. This one I will save for the next several years because the bottom line is 15 years out, then you might start seeing a return. And the might's the operative word there. That's assuming Congress acts responsibly for the next 15 years, and we know that's probably not going to happen. What have they ever acted responsible? Here was, uh, here we go, Chris Hayes from MSNBC and ODB, old dirty, Bernie Sanders. They're not worried about deficit spending because we can borrow at low interest rates. I am the number one person who says deficits are not to be worried about. I'm the number one person that says that deficits are not to be worried about. Okay. I know that this would be paid for largely with, with tax increases. I guess is there. By the way, can I? All right, I, I, I apologize for interrupting. Can somebody please name me one legislation? I'll, I'll wait because you're going to hear crickets. Mm-hmm. Name me one legislation that has been fully paid for by taxes. Mm. That you didn't have to go back and raise more taxes or keep the tax extended. All right. Some part of you that worries about a, a level of spending that is too much for the economy to basically deal with uh, in one fell swoop. Is there's a lot of talk about numbers, six trillion, big number, but as of now, we are assuming that we're going to pay for all of the new programs, paid family and medical leave, childcare, housing, all of the ongoing programs, by demanding that the wealthiest people and largest corporations start paying their fair share. Again, folks, you can tax them till you're blue in the face. You won't pay for all of this. You can't even pay for the current spending that's taking place. Taxes. But let me tell you, Chris, what I think most economists would agree with. Here we go. And that is at a time when we have 
record-breaking low interest rates now is precisely... Okay, uh, let me stop this notion. You borrow, I'm going to give you a weak analysis, but it's a true analysis. You borrow $100,000 interest rates, let's say it's at 3%. I'm just giving you a hypothetical, 3%. Well, I'm also borrow more because the interest rates are low. No, no, folks, what's driving up your cost is not so much the interest rates. What is driving up your cost is you plan to borrow more money. Hello? Hold on. McFly, anybody? <laughs> High interest rates are not good for you. I agree. But being in debt is still in debt. Right. Exactly. So I don't give a flip if interest rates are low. You still got to pay that debt back and then sit back and say, well, I must be able to borrow enough because I can afford it in the interest rates. Folks, when you add another 100000 the interest rate is kind of you know, whatever that you just added more debt on. And the 100000 on top of the 100000 is minor compared to what these guys are doing. So, again, the party that doesn't know math. All right, more coming up next. 748, Ted and Roger. Protecting your home is a priority, right? It should be the same for your business. Call Sunbelt Gated Access Systems to add that extra layer of customized security today. They use the latest technology specializing in fully automatic swing and slide gate operators, access control, and video surveillance systems. Sunbelt Gated Access Systems has provided top-notch customer service for decades and is your best choice in Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia. Visit SunbeltSYS.com. SunbeltSYS.com. This is Bill Gunderson, professional money manager and host of the Best Stocks Now show. I've been a professional money manager for the last 22 years. Uh, I write a weekly newsletter called Best Stocks Now. If you'd like to get a free sample, you can go to GundersonCapital.com. Make sure to tune in to Best Stocks Now on this station. Tune in to Best Stocks Now with Bill Gunderson every Saturday afternoon at 2 here on WBOB. And Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on our sister station, Talk 100.3. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. A heart attack? He was 47. What about Janice and the kids? Do they have life insurance? No. Call Select Quote now and get the insurance your family needs at a price you can afford. In minutes, Select Quote found John, 45, in excellent health, a $500,000 policy for only $29 a month. And his wife, Anne, 43, in excellent health, a $500,000 policy for only $21 a month. At Select Quote, we comparison shop some of the most trusted insurance companies in America to find you the best rate in minutes. And it's free. For your free quote, call 1-800-644-1331. That's 1-800-644-1331. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-644-1331. Select quote. We shop. You save. 
Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. WBOB is talk radio for Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia. I'm Lou Dobbs. All quiet on Wall Street today. Jury selection set to begin this week in college admissions scandal. And Chicago Mayor Bungle's infrastructure project. Those stories next. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the best pillow, and Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code DOBS. There you'll find not only Mike's amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper and so much more. Call 1-800-977-9152. Use the promo code DOBS. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code DOBS. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Wall Street quiet today as major exchanges and brokerages are closed in observance of Labor Day. Normal trading resumes tomorrow. Jury selection begins Wednesday in the nationwide college admissions scandal. The first trial involves two parents charged with bribery and fraud in a scheme to get their children admitted to the University of Southern California as athletic recruits. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has never been accused of being a Rhodes Scholar, but she's providing a classic example of how radical Democrats bungle infrastructure projects. Lightfoot pledged to replace 650 toxic lead pipes in her city this year. As of last Friday, she had replaced just three. That leaves 647 to go. Better start digging, Mayor. Please join me three times each weekday for my updates right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. The following is made possible by Dad. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling all over it. (laughs) The Dad Joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. Why do you have to be careful when explaining cats and dogs? Because you might step in a poodle. And kids that spend more time with their dads grow up to be smarter, more successful. Can I tell you a cat joke? Just kidding. (laughs) And with any luck, funnier adults. Why didn't the skeleton go to the dance? Because he didn't have any body to go with. Dad jokes rule. So take a moment to make a moment and give your kid a laugh. (laughs) It's as easy as going to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. That's really funny. Contact the Ed Dean Radio Show on AM 600 WBOB by calling 831-0600-831-0600 or email ed at wbob.com. AM 600 and 101.1 FM WBOB. So President Trump was at a rally at Alabama this weekend got booed when he mentioned uh promoting the vaccine understand these are trump supporters and they wouldn't have been in the rally in the first place and they're booing donald trump yeah i'm just waiting for somebody to say it was antifa come on (laughs) (laughs) so so i i don't trust this guy Uh because he's a he's a fake but he's entertaining i admit it 
Alex Jones. <laughs> it's a liar. Infowars.com. Um, called the president. Mm. Uh, well, he went after the president for supporting the vaccine. Listen to this. I believe totally in your freedoms. I do. You got to do what you have to do. But I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But you got. No, that's okay. That's all right. You Listen to people booing him. Hmm. Here's more of the clip. You got your freedoms. But I happen to take the vaccine. If it doesn't work, you'll be the first to know. But it is working. B.S. Trump, that's a lie. You're not stupid. Shame on you, Trump. It's a lie. Seriously. Hey, if you don't have the good sense to save yourself and your political career, that's okay. At least you're going to get some good Republicans elected. And, you know, we like you. But, my God, maybe you're not that bright. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're not that maybe bright. Maybe Alex Jones ought to run for president. Huh. Yeah, that would be entertaining. Um, yeah. He probably got a good chunk of the uh, Art Bell crowd, the uh, coast he, to coast. He would definitely get votes. You know, yeah. I don't know if he'd win. But here's uh, here is uh, here's some of the people. Uh, CNN. I, listen, I have to preface this. Okay, mm-hmm. CNN sent out a reporter. Probably look for the goofiest people at Trump rally, and I think these people ought to be Facebooked. In other words, censored because they're embarrassing other conservatives out there. Here is CNN's Donnie O'Sullivan interviewing some of the Trump supporters at the rally. Here we go. Folks, we've been speaking to here uh, and across the country. Trump supporters are looking at these audits, hoping somehow uh, that it's going to bring them back. Yeah. I'm a Trump supporter. Honey, I can't wait to him get back in office. I know he won the election, and he's coming back. <laughs> can't wait. Oh, wow. You think he might run again in 24? Uh, he ain't going to have to. He's already our president. God's going to put him back in there. She cut him off when he said that. He's going to reinstate President Trump. I don't think there's going to be a 2024 election until we get the 2020 result. There's no way at this point. And by the way, this guy looks the part, if you get what I'm saying, the way he sounds. It's been the 2020 election, race. No, there's always a way. There's always a way. There's no conflict. Especially the audits are out. There's millions of guns here. You know, it took 11 days for them to take over Afghanistan. wonder how many days. Just ask for a friend how many days it it takes the Patriots to take over this country. Think about it. You, you don't want that to happen here. I don't want it to happen, but if our country and our government and our Congress and Biden and them don't get their heads out of their butt, it's going to happen. Wow. Unbelievable. Boy, I would certainly Facebook those people. They are an embarrassment. But then again, CNN, they're going to find the craziest people out there. So just a little entertaining. Yahoo! Hey, he, but he has to run. Oh, he ain't going to run again. I like how she cut him off. <laughs> More coming up next, 8 a.m. hour, Talk Radio, WBO.
AM 600 WBOB Jacksonville 101.1 FM W266CX Fruit Cove, the conservative voice of Jacksonville.